Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What a horrifying thought that is that that you might wake up to my voice. <laughs> Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Uh, it is um, it is tumultuous weather out there in part of our listening area. They have uh, in the Panama City area, I believe it is. Let me pull this up here real quickly. Um, Yeah, Bay District Schools. They have uh, delayed the start of school today by three hours um, based on the weather projections. And so the schedule's normal plus three hours for the start time. Release times remain the same. So for those of you getting up early out in Bay County... The bus picks up at 6.15 in the morning. That pickup is going to be at 9.15. If it's 8.15, the pickup will be at 11.15. I would simply say, why go to school? That's just me, though. I mean, that's a four-hour school day, maybe. We have a number of school district cancellations in the area, too. So there's that to factor in. Yeah, there's uh, weather is weird. We can be interrupted at any point with an emergency alert. As it relates to weather, so just keep that in mind. It's just going to be sketchy. Rain's going to start falling soon if it hasn't already, but it's expected to be falling by 8, 9, 9 o'clock this morning. And we're going to have rain today, and we're going to have rocky weather. And there is a tornado watch that could float in and out of a tornado warning through the listening area. So just uh, keep the radio turned on. And as you well know, you'd never listen to me in the background. You might put a music station on in the background, but no, no. Now you turn on the morning show with Preston Scott, it's front and center. (laughs) So you will have alerts from the National Weather Service as needed in your region. Verse of the day, Isaiah 53, 5 and 6, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We've turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. We're starting to push towards Easter. April 17th is Easter. Kind of a late Easter, sort of. And so, um, as we do, we're reminded of these verses of prophecy that speak to the coming of Jesus. 
and the purpose. And that's why it's so fascinating to me that when Jesus died on the cross, the very first thing that happened was the supernatural ripping of the veil at the temple from top to bottom, not bottom to top. It was ripped at the very top where no man could reach it. And it was a symbolic and a literal removal of a, of a veil, of a curtain, of a wall of separation between man and God because of Jesus. It's the first thing that happened. I mean, get your mind around that for just a second. The very first thing that happened by the Holy Spirit after Jesus died on the cross is the veil that separated the holy place from the most holy place. Was ripped. And that was that separation that allowed only one person, the high priest, to go back and make atonement for the people. That, that's been done now. Jesus did that for all of us. And we all need it. Boy, I hope I can, I can do today's news justice. I know it's my job to do that. I just, there are some times that the news stories are so, there's so many and they're so impactful that I worry. So I'll do my best. We'll try to keep it kind of mixed up a little bit. The audio magazine continues. As we start the Thursday edition of the Morning Show with Preston Scott. Always looking for the truth. It's the Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. That's Grant Allen over there in Studio 1A. I am here in Studio 1B, and I'm Preston. It is show 4670. In case you're wondering about those studio designations, they, they're legit. I mean, we have... This is Studio 1A over there. B here, then Studio 2, 3, 4, 5A, and 5B. And then we have production studios on the other side of the hallway of all of those. But we also have a ready room in some entertainment circles and parlance. It would be called a green room. Ours is most definitely not green. It is decorated with early American colonial furniture and a motif of patriotism. And books from uh, some of the many guests we've had over the years, especially former producers and interns of this program who are now authors and uh, highly regarded, Eric Eggers and Jerome Hudson. Anyway, um, this date in history, it is the final day of the month of March. For some of you, it would be payday. There you go. 1854 in Tokyo, Commodore Matthew Perry signs a treaty opening Japanese ports to American trade. 1880, Wabash, Wabash, Indiana. Indiana, Wabash, Indiana. Yeah. Is that what it is? It becomes the first U.S. town with totally electric streetlight system. 
Wow. I wouldn't have guessed old Wabash, Indiana. 1888. Huh. How many stoplights? One. Four. Huh. Four. 1896, Chicago inventor Whitcomb Judson patents the hookless fastener, which was an early form of the zipper. Huh. Oh, man. The people that made those kinds of inventions. I still, I, I'm telling you, I still will never, ever in the life that I live get my mind around a record, a vinyl LP, and a record player. Oh, how, how music that, comes out of a groove? Anything. A, music, vocals, spoken word comes out of a groove of vinyl. Yeah, I don't get that. It's cool. It's amazing. And, you, and I think, who stumbled on that? Who stumbled on the idea? And and was it a metal stylus at first? That little, or, or, Her and sound? And then it was eventually a little piece of diamond? I don't know. How do you figure calculations and, and how do you come to the place where the spinning of something and something sitting in a groove and that groove is able to reproduce sounds almost perfectly? I, I just, I'm sorry. That to this very day still stands to me above the computer as just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, let's see here. Congress in 1933 establishes the Civilian Conservation Corps. Helped put men to work during the Depression. 1970, Explorer 1, first U.S. satellite, re-enters the atmosphere after 12 years in orbit. And in 1973, President Nixon awards John Ford the Medal of Free- Freedom. Uh, a director. Interesting. His, um, his movies... Young Mr. Lincoln, Grapes of Wrath, The Searchers, The Man Who Shot Liberty Vance, John Ford Movies, among others. Come back with a little uh, PSA and a Florida Man story early in the program. UFLA. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. Dude, yes! And iHeart's radio station. All right, that storm system that we're going to be dealing with this morning is responsible for tornadoes that came through the Mississippi South. I mean, multiple states had multiple tornadoes. Tennessee, Arkansas. So be aware severe weather is in the area. And by all means, uh, yeah, stay off the water. They've got that weather alert way out into the Gulf. So um, just just keep that in mind. But um, tornado warnings throughout the area, tornado watches throughout the area. Again, just a reminder, we can be interviewed at, or interrupted at any point by the National Weather Service. And uh, we won't know it. It'll just happen. So uh, we're just, I've got the alerts turned on here, so uh, we'll try to keep you informed of anything that develops in the region as best we can. But uh, the latest expired at uh, 5 a.m. Central 
There was a tornado warning in the Panama City, Lynn Haven, Panama City Beach area, but it expired uh, just about 22 minutes ago. So severe weather's in the area. Quick reminder, Celebration of Life Gala for the Pregnancy Center of Gadsden County is coming up Tuesday, May 3rd at 6 o'clock in the evening at the University Center Club in Tallahassee. Now, they have, um, they have folks that have underwritten the event. And so there is no cost to attend. But they do ask you to register. Dr. Alveda King will be the keynote speaker. And, um, and if you'd like to register, friends of pcgc.life. Friends of PC Pregnancy Center gc gadsden county dot life if you'd like to sign up and attend they will be asking you during the event to consider giving 70 percent of their operating budget for the year comes from this event so it's a pretty big deal you know that uh, we're big supporters of pro-life causes around here so if you can step up and help do what you can. If you can't attend, do what you can to help. Maybe partner with them monthly. And that'd be something that uh, you might think about doing. 24 minutes after the hour. A little early, but it's never too early to recognize a Florida man. Well, if you read something insane, I probably did it. I'm fighting for the bloggers. Go ahead and Google my name. Google my name. Now there is no definitely have someone to blame here man this is this is not a pretty picture of florida man 43 year old donald ray walker of indian lake estates i'm using i'm using his name because he ought to be ashamed of himself seriously 43 year old fill in the blank brutally beat 73 year old Video shows uh, Donnie Ray, Donnie Ray, Donnie Ray driving through a public shopping center in um, Winter Haven. Afternoon, older gentleman's walking through the parking lot, and Donnie Ray decides he's going to just kind of blow by a little close with his truck, and the pedestrian said something to him. And so, for I mean, the guy's in a crosswalk. When you're in a shopping center and someone's in the crosswalk, you stop. Period. It, they don't have to wait on you. Your job's to wait on them if you're in the car. And so the F-250 sped by, came close to hitting the man who yelled at the driver. Vehicle slowed down. The two men had a bit of a verbal exchange. Truck keeps driving towards the exit. The man's walking in that direction. So the dude throws it in park, jumps out, and beats him. And and before he could reach to call law enforcement, 
about the incident, he grabs the phone and smashes it too. Thankfully, Donnie Ray did the right thing and has turned himself into police. But typical of Florida, man. 43-year-old punching out a 73-year-old. I hope he's proud. (laughs) Come back with a big story in the press box next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4Patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4Patriots.com slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. New mayor of Realville, dispensing information at the speed of sound. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. You know, there are just some programs out there in the world of sports that people hate. Michigan's one of them. It's not just Ohio State fans because they do things like this. Jim Harbaugh has decided to make Colin Kaepernick the honorary captain of the spring game. Who went to the University of Nevada, by the way. That's where Kaepernick played college ball. Why would you do that? Because you're in, you're an insufferable kiss-up. That's why, if you're Jim Harbaugh. It, it's, I mean, let's hold up a bigger loser. <laughs> I can't think of one. The guy threw away his career and has been whining about it ever since. And and again, people just forget that because the mainstream media allows you to. If the media did its job, it would constantly remind you that Colin Kaepernick's final days in the NFL were basically due to his decision to walk out on his contract with San Francisco. He walked out. He was under contract. And again, I hold the NFL entirely responsible for all of it. But he was offered other opportunities. He chose not to take them. NFL teams decided, you want to be an activist? We don't need a cancer on our club. Have a good time being an activist. And he's been whining about it ever since. He made his own bed. And so what what does Harbaugh do at Michigan? 
he tries to he 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 tries to basically codify the decision turning him into some you know the effort has been to make him some martyr Colin Kaepernick made a career choice he chose to be an activist anyway Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is now another member of Congress, and this story's two days old. They're asking for Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas to resign or face impeachment because his wife sent a text to White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows when he worked for Donald Trump to challenge the results of the 2020 election. And at at what point and since when do we tell judges they have to recuse themselves or they have to step down because their family members hold views? If that's the standard then every judge in every court in every city, county, state in the country needs to have every member of their family open up their social media accounts for scrutiny and will decide if they're fit to serve. I can promise you where that's going to come down. I can promise you where the activism is really going to be. So what? This is about doing as much damage as Democrats can. Do you remember the story about uh, Bill Clinton's crew cleaning out the White House before George W. Bush took office? I personally don't recall that story, no. Yeah, the, the, the word was that, that his staff trashed the White House. Intentionally for Absolutely, w? absolutely. That's weird. And I'll find the story. I'm pretty sure it was Clinton's crew. And and it's so representative of the philosophy right now. This is the 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 rock band under the influence of, of drugs trashing the suite at the hotel before they leave town. The Democrats are going to do as much damage as they can before the midterm elections. For men and women serving our great nation and our armed services, those serving communities as law enforcement officers and first responders, I say you are all essential workers. Welcome to The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Now, if you looked up the story, you would find all kinds of cover-up. Of the, of the facts. The General Accounting Office, the investigative arm of Congress, said that this is the New York Times. Damage, theft, vandalism, and pranks did occur in the White House complex in the presidential transition from Clinton to Bush. The agency put the cost at thirteen dollars to $14,000, including $5,000 just under to replace computer keyboards many with damaged or missing w keys secret service reported documented the theft of a presidential seal 
I mean, the list goes on and on. But that's what, again, this is, this is what we're dealing with. Look at, look at what Biden's doing now. He's trashing our oil reserves instead of just let's, and, and he might have to at this point, but there's, there's no effort to turn the spigot back on. He's, he's authoring the largest tax hike in history. They're trying to do as much damage as they can before they're kicked out of the hotel. That's what's going on right now. I want you to think about this. Speaking of the New York Times, columnist Charles Blow, writing about the so-called anti-critical race theory law in Florida, invoked the idea that teaching that a person must feel guilt, anguish, or other forms of psychological distress should be banned. The problem is he left out that anyone who, that that it's about forcing anyone to feel distressed due to their race, color, sex, or national origin. So the New York Times has had to issue a correction. They never learned, though, because look what's happening with 1557. We're going to talk more about this next hour. Democrats are putting up billboards across the country. Say gay. Say gay. Uh, and, and, and you know what? Please do it. I've got another story here. It is spotlighting messaging problem. Democratic strategists urge Biden to sell, sell, sell. And in this story, they talk about the things that Biden needs to promote and do a better job stumping over. Listen to this. Longtime Democrat consultant Bill Burton. President Biden has been a transformative leader at a crucial time for our country, and almost no Americans know it. Getting the word out there about what the president did to lift up the economy, get our country out of the depths of the coronavirus is really important. Dude, please, please, I beg of you. Go out there and trumpet all of that you want. Trumpet all of the transformative things that Joe Biden has done. You know why? Because you're just going to keep reminding people why things suck right now. And please keep doing it all the way to 2024. What what a disastrous strategy. These people, they they have no... I don't know. Uh, Lord. I'm, a transformative I, I, leader at a crucial time for our country, and almost no Americans know it. No, Americans know it. And that's why it is doom for Democrats in the midterms unless they cheat. Listen, this is absolutely certain. The only way Republicans don't take the House and the Senate is if they cheat. And I mean massive cheating. Cheating that puts 2020 in minor league status because this is going to be a biblical beating that democratic strategist do you think he actually believes that because i don't think there's any way no, that I, someone I, who's tuned in could be that he worked for obama I, like i get that i just i i can't believe that someone would actually think that this has worked that dude, this experiment has worked dude we have people around us 
I know it. That believe that this is great, isn't it? Isn't this wonderful? Crackpots. Look, look how good it is. Transformative, right? Yeah, he's right. That is true. Transformative. And he's rejoicing in it and thinks that Joe Biden needs to to, to shout it from the rooftops. I beg of them to do that. Keep the billboards going. Don't stop. Welcome to the MAD Radio Network, where we challenge you to make a difference in your world in a positive way, improving the lives of others. It's the Morning Show with Preston Scott. All right, tornado watch for a really large region. Panama City, Apalachicola, Crawfordville, Tallahassee, Bainbridge, all the way past Valdosta to Waycross up to Dublin, Georgia. A massive area under a tornado watch right now. And that watch has been issued until 2 o'clock this afternoon Eastern time. That's a long time to watch. What are you doing, Lim? <laughs> well, I'm just watching. <laughs> There's supposed to be tornadoes, and I'm watching. <laughs> you, can, you can get anything to eat? Uh, no, well, I'm watching. Couldn't miss it. So I'm watching. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we could be interrupted at any point, but uh, there you go. There are uh, There are conditions favorable to storms creating a tornado so just uh, keep that in mind saw this story golfers unite but this is interesting is this like a superhero thing maybe <laughs> kind of <laughs> the way you phrased it <laughs> well what's so fascinating to me is this story this study would not see the light of day if it were an American study. All right, now I'm interested. And right? All right. right? See? All right. See how I do this? Japanese study found that older male golfers were thirty seven percent less likely to get dementia. Huh. That's significant. 37%. That's a significant it's number. Not a small number at all. No. That's interesting. Men over the age of 60 who did regular exercise at a leisurely pace, such as golf, were up to 37% less likely to be diagnosed with the disorder of dementia. Experts believe the quick mental calculations carried out with lining up a perfect putt, avoiding a bunker, may help cognitive decline. Wow. The strategizing of playing golf. As I've as I've tried to teach anybody that is new to the game of golf that I've worked with, you know, I, I'll sometimes be asked to help somebody out and, you know, the kids and the family every now and then. You're playing the architect. You're not playing other players. You're playing the golf course. And you're you're working the management of your golf game backwards and it's 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 interesting usually the first time the light bell 
the light goes off and the bells start ringing is when you realize how often tee boxes are slightly aligned away from fairways. And you go, oh, so you're trying to get me to line up a little off, are you? And they put bunkers and they put water hazards and they put pins in sucker places. And so, but, but that's not the part that gets us in trouble. Here it is from the same study. Golf didn't seem to help women with authors saying, oh, man. Oh, Lord. Okay, this is this is from the study. I'm. This is not my opinion. This, this is, is a the, quote. This is the Japanese authors of the study. Housework might help women. <laughs> so, in the Japanese culture, their study shows that golf helps old men. <laughs> Housework might help old women. <laughs> Golly, jeez. Did you see what I mean? Yeah, that was if good. If this study is authored in America, it doesn't have a chance. Oh, it yeah. It goes nowhere. It, <laughs> it, it falls like a, a, a an anvil on the countertop of, uh, yeah. So there you go. You know what this all means? So all means, fellas, let's get out there and play some golf. Yep. Come on. Let's, <laughs> let's tee go, it boys. Up. Let's go. Come back. Steve Stewart will join us from Tallahassee Reports. He is going to brave the weather. That's how much he cares about delivering the news. to talk about first of all again reminder we are in a tornado watch that could spin into a warning at any moment and i'm already hearing from people that there are emergency alerts going out at different times understand we we don't know when those happen we don't know what's exactly being said in those things so we're trailing it with our you know our alert system with the national weather service we know that there is a tornado watch. It's going to be here till the early afternoon at least. And so just keep the radio on. If there is a warning, that means there is a tornado in the area. So be alert and be safe as you're heading into work. All right, five minutes after the hour, we are here on Thursday, which means it's time to visit with the executive editor of Tallahassee Reports. Taken up where the postal service leaves off. No storms keeping you out. No way. No way. <laughs> Still delivering the news. TallahasseeReports.com, the website. Steve, how are you? Good. Steve Stewart has been covering a lot of things, and I, I, I think we would all agree nothing more important than what's happening in the public school system. And you've got developments, things that we're learning about what's happening out at Monford and other things related to Leon County Schools. Yeah, I mean, all this stuff sort of ties together as we were yeah. talking from the state, uh, you know, the parental rights bill and how it's gone national. And what I like to try to do is make sure that people understand, listen, you know, you may be watching the news and see this national stuff. It's happening right here in Leon County. Yeah, it I is. Mean, and when I say happening, I mean, this is an issue here. And, you know, I've got a couple emails yesterday 
you know, there's going to be a student walkout in Montford on Friday and, you know, in a protest to the to the parental rights and education bill. Can I just stop for a yes. second? At what point do these young people who are being pushed and sort of nudged by adults, there's no doubt in my mind, do they connect the dots and go, wait a minute, this this is about third graders and younger? Well, no, I don't think that they're interested in that. I mean, adults aren't interested in it, so obviously it's not getting translated to, to the children. You know, we, we got the emails, but then I also got an email from the principal who is basically saying, listen... We're going to let this happen. We're going to let them go out into the PE field. That's a bad mistake. And and he said, you know, we're going to let it. It's going to take place like the anti-gun protest that happened a couple years ago. And you know, the immediate thing I thought about was, you know, all these protests that are being facilitated on these school campuses seem to be from the liberal or progressive side. I don't remember a, a March for Life protest, you know, or anything like that. And, th- and that and that'll come up in this debate that we're because have. conservatives tend to play by the rules, right? They follow them. And so if you go back, and I'm going to probably republish some of them stuff that we found in emails at Montford. Montford is an issue. Uh, there's some people out there. There's uh, There are instructors, there are administrators that are, that are activists. And so, you know, as I, and so anyway, that's, that's a known fact. I've talked to people uh, in the school system. And so, look, they're going to have to get a handle on it. Um, but, and, you know, I don't know what, you know, I've got a daughter there. She's not going to be in school Friday. And so it's just, I think, again, what you should do is take the time to read the bill to these kids and explain what's in it. And then that would be the teaching moment here. But that's not going to happen. You know, the other thing is, and I haven't verified this, but I got a pretty good source on it, is that, you know, we talked about this sort of tongue in cheek about the LGBTQ guide was, you know, asking schools to change the name of things like the father daughter dance and donuts for dads, which I participated in, you know, for a number of times. Well, so. I heard the other day that that has happened at Gilchrist, that the name has changed from Donuts from Dads to, you know, Donuts for Grownups. And so the whole the whole point here is how you, you're not allowed to celebrate, you know, the importance of family. It's um, bigotry. And so, and you know, this comes on the heels of, this comes on the heels of Sheriff Walt McNeil's study. And we looked at this. I mean, family stability predicts predicts a lot, but you know, this is a, a much broader discussion about what people want to call normal. They don't want to offend, um, and so you know, this is well. No, you know, I'm going to take issue with that. Yeah, they do want to offend, but it's on their terms. Well, no, exactly. they want to defend. They want to define the offense. They don't want. Yeah, they are turning their back on what has what was traditional. And so, yeah, they're offending other people. And so what's happening like at Montford is, so what are students supposed to do that don't agree with this or don't even want to be involved with it? So are they going to be bullied because they didn't get up and walk out with these students? And that's, to your point, why it, one of the reasons why it should be stopped and not allowed. Zeros um, for the day for that class. If you're going to walk out, your unexcused absence. Call but, your parents. But this is even, and we'll talk about this in the next segment, but this leads to this discussion that's coming up in Leon County Schools and how you can play a part in this. I wonder how the uh, activist teachers and teachers union would feel about guides and so forth in classrooms helping bring atheist students to a view of understanding who God is. I'm just curious, 10 minutes after the hour. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Sensei of sensibility, communicator of common sense, amplified. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. Eleven minutes after the hour, Steve Stewart of Tallahassee reports. And um, t- just real quickly, as a point of segue to the next story, Steve, where are we with the committee that's looking into all of this? So, yeah, so this this LGBTQ guide, which was up without really anybody's knowledge, was never voted on by the board, and said some things that that the parent, you know, like address parental rights. You know, that uh, uh, students had the right to privacy. They were encouraging teachers to basically put stuff up in their classroom, supporting this progressive lifestyle. Um, and so that has been taken down. And Superintendent Hannah, now we've put together this committee, and they're going to have two meetings, and they are going to discuss what should be in this guide. Now, I will tell you that they're not going to add the, they're going to have the two meetings, they're going to get input, um, and then what they're going to do is uh, super, uh, Assistant Superintendent Alan Cox is going to take that input, put a guide together. And then present it to the board, and then there'll be public comment there. So my recommendation is this: we've published a list, and I'll do it again. The list of people there's like 15 people on this committee is what he, is what they want to happen is people to talk to those members uh, on the committee to get uh, feedback. They want they don't want to do public comment when they're trying to actually redo the guide. They'll save the public comment for after they get input because it'll never get done. And I agree with them on that. There right. will be a, there'll be an entry point for public comment. But and we'll cover this closely. Um, but the point is, is this is what's going to determine if these walkouts, if you know, changing the names of of uh, you know these events um, are going to happen. Um, who has control over the walls in your classroom? You know what is is and so and it, well, now it seems like the epicenter of all of this, and the hill that Disney has chosen to die on, is the sexuality of elementary school age children. No, I think if you've seen these, and these videos are getting out, obviously we've posted one uh, and we'll talk about that. Well, well now I guess, so we posted one with Nadine Smith, who is quote, a partner of Disney. She is the head of Equality Florida and they are the ones that over the last four or five years have been promoting these LGBTQ guides within the school districts. And we've, we've covered this both at the state level and here in Leon County. I mean, Leon County paid money for officials to go 
two uh, two conferences sponsored by Quality Florida. Have you ever gotten an official response to a question from a Quality Florida Nadine oh, Smith? Oh no, they won't respond. We've we've I've asked right. a couple yeah, times. Yeah, I've done the same thing. Yeah, they okay. won't talk about it. But now she's sort of exposed herself on this on these videos. I mean, she labels this. She's you know, a liar. Well, it started with "Don't Say Gay," and now she says the bill is criminalizing existence, and they're they're coming after gay people that have kids. They're going to kidnap children. Right. I mean, she's lying. She's called DeSantis a coward. This again, somebody that your tax dollars, a group that you, that we have paid to go have her trained administrators reset reset that story. Well, so the whole point was this guide started when Trump got elected. Okay, and it started in 2016, and we we detailed all the emails that Equality Florida was sending out, basically infiltrating the bureaucracy, the administrative state of school districts. And they had these conferences. It was called. They started it. First one was 2016, the Altogether Now conference, and the emails clearly showed they were recruiting administrators. Um, and they were training them on how to do these guides. Now, these guides were unique to the school districts. The one in Leon County was about 35 pages. The one in Palm Beach County, which has the gender-bred person curriculum, uh, was about 127 pages. And it talks about changing the names of events. It talks about addressing, you know, using the right pronouns. It talks about, you know, using... Uh, the um, gay life lifestyle integrating that into curriculum. So I mean, this is this has been going on in a Republican state now. So the answer to this is to go to this, you know, to get involved with the process here in Leon County. But look, I'll tell you, I just saw in the news flash last night that Iowa, the Senate in Iowa, passed a funding mechanism. And this has happened in other states where money follows students, not school systems. And that's ultimately where we're headed here because I don't think we're ever going to get, in all these school districts, we're going to get enough input to change this. It's going to be people leaving and going to charter schools or private schools. 16 minutes after the hour, Steve Stewart, subscribe, get that paper. You'll get investigative reporting you won't see anywhere else at TallahasseeReports.com. LA. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. Hey, so here we go. And iHeart's radio station. Steve Stewart with Tallahassee Reports. TallahasseeReports.com. We've talked before about whether Leon County is really positioned for growth with the makeup of the city and the city's impact on the, on the CRA and so forth. Where are we? Yeah, so this is going to be really exciting over the last year, next year or two, okay, with Amazon coming to town. And so the city commission and the county commission, these planning boards are going to have to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And they've already started to make them, and it's going to about growth because we have, we have a shortage of housing. Housing prices are very high. Obviously, supply will help bring the cost down. So there's a huge development called the English uh, Planned Unit Development over near Rickards High School between Rickards and the VA Hospital. Mm-hmm. All right. Huge piece of land. Um, that is starting uh, the steps. The process has begun. There's already discussions you know, from environmentalists and from other people about, well, you know, this is going to be you know, development right in you know, the middle of 790 acres of pristine land. You know, so we'll see how that goes. Now, even bigger than that is a national home builder, um, D.R. Horton, has started the process of developing three large parcels of land on the south side of town outside of Capitol Circle. One, uh, 150 acres 
off of uh, April Road on Appalachia, another one near Southwood, about 160 acres, and then one um, across from the St. Mark's Trail, another 150 acres right there on Woodville Highway. Huge development, 450 acres. They have started the process. There was a workshop. There'll be hearings in April for public comment when it'll finally, they're having to change the zoning, having to expand the urban services boundary, uh, which is... We already know there's two no votes. Yes, that's probably that's probably going to be the case. So the point would be, you know, if you don't get these developments, you're, you're really saying, look, Leon County doesn't want to grow. Right. Okay. Um, they don't want to facilitate growth. And so... You know, we published that story. It was on the front page of our print newspaper, and we got a call yesterday from someone who was telling us, look, you know, I know you covered that, but you are to cover what's going on in McCullough County. So, you know, we're, we're building hundreds, if not thousands of houses there because people that are moving into Florida are choosing to move to McCullough County. And so, sure enough, we, we have looked at the census came out with the um, growth numbers from July of 2020 to July of 2021, they update their estimates. And sure enough, Wakulla County is growing three times faster than Leon County and even and obviously faster than other counties, outlying counties like Jefferson or Gadsden. It's a bright green on their on the uh, on the map and very interesting. Now, again, that's not total population. We're talking about rate of growth mm-hmm. and but it's over three times. OK, so it, it is uh, uh, an interesting story. And if you think about it, you're starting to see here what happens in bigger cities. People move out of the you know policies. Housing gets too expensive because of policies. Maybe the progressive politics and people start leaving uh, the inner city and they move to the suburbs. Um, and in this case, they can actually get to Wakulla County, which is another you know they can move government entities. And so it's it's something interesting to keep an eye on. And maybe that's what a lot of people in Leon County want. You know, there's maybe a side of them like, well, that's fine. We'll just let people, you know, move, not move to Leon County. But so there's going to be some votes here. Obviously, there's an election coming up and, you know, for local government positions in August and in November if there's runoffs. And I think all these votes you know, are going to really sort of reveal what kind of what kind of uh, government we want. And I, I'm not sure what it is. I mean, I think there's going to be a stark choice, but I, I, and I'm not sure where that falls. I obviously don't read electoral politics very well here locally, but so we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm interested by what will happen because I've had interactions with organizations that are offering endorsements of some of the candidates that are currently in office. And I'm troubled by it because they're, they're, they're supporting people that want to, limit, hinder, or end growth in our community, which indirectly affects their salary. Well, no, it does. I mean, the thing is, growth is what gives, you know, it gives the tax dollars, the tax base that allows us to address some of the social issues that we, that everybody wants to address here locally. Right. And I mean, it's the thing, thing, you know, we talked about the school system. When it gets to the point to where you actually, and we have this happening, people are leaving the school system because they're not happy. The money is following them. People are going to, you know, not choose to come to Leon County and the money's going to follow them. Yeah, because at this point, I mean, it is fair to say that Leon County is ground zero for a lot of this activism of the LGBTQ community. No, it is. And I I think that you're, again, with so many things that are sort of coming together to keep an eye on with these elections. And and you've got to look, you talk about the endorsements and stuff. You've got to look at these progressive candidates you know, a lot of stuff they talk about with transparency and ethics, you know, sells to everybody. 
It's like ice cream. Everybody likes it, right? But you got to get beyond that and look at like who's endorsing Policy. them. Yeah, look at look at the actual positions, and you know, and go from there. Thanks as always. Thank you, Preston. See you next Thursday. Tallahassee reports. Get the paper. TallahasseeReports.com. Steve Stewart, my guest. Morning Joe with Preston Scott. What will you do without freedom? On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. All righty. Lots of areas losing power, including ours, but we just jumped over onto our generator, so we're rocking and rolling because that's how we do. We got all-star engineers around iHeartRadio that keep us on the air. And so, just a reminder, we have uh, just a bad weather most of the day. We've got tornado watches extending to the early afternoon. We are now in a flash flood warning for the Panama City area, and that extends up to Lynn Haven, Bayou George, uh, Bayou, Bayou George, um, Callaway, and uh, the surrounding area. And so there's some, there's just severe weather. Obviously, don't go out on the water anywhere. Um, just keep it in today. But um, there's severe weather in the area, and I will remind you that we will, I mean, we, we're going to stay on the air because we've got great people that, that make sure that we can do that. Um, even if the power is out in our area, and it's out in our area. We're probably the only thing lit up in this particular office complex. But um, just remember as you're driving, because we are in rush hour, and you are entering into rush hour in the central time zone, Take your time. Be safe. Be careful. Remember, again, that if you are in uh, in Bay County, just a, uh, a quick reminder that schools are starting three hours later this morning. Buses are picking up three hours later. So in case you did not get the memo on the listserv or whatever it is that's out there, um. It's, it's pretty important for you to know that, for example, they're going to end the day at a regular time, but they're going to basically run just a partial day. And uh, bus pickups at 6.15, which, you know, obviously is come and gone, they're going to pick up at 9.15. Bus pickups at 8.15 will be at 11.15. Um, school, pick, school hours are shifting three hours. Everything's three hours. Everything's three hours. So just keep that in mind. I might have misspoken there. Nope, I didn't. 6.15 pickup. Now it's going to be 9.15. School openings three hours later. Most elementary schools in the Bay County area three is 7.30. Now they're going to open at 10.30. And we're, we're dealing with similar things here in Leon County and the surrounding area as well. Just check your email. Check your listserv. Reach out. Make sure. But just take your time. Be safe. That's, that's, the, that's the message of the day. We will, uh, I'll keep our National Weather Service alert system up. But you should know that if we have bad weather and the National Weather Service breaks in for a warning, and a warning means that there is a funnel cloud or an actual tornado, they are seeing rotation, they are seeing an actual uh, development of a tornado. That's the difference between a watch and a warning. 
If there's a warning, they're going to drop that thing out in the middle of whatever I'm doing, and we won't know we're being interrupted. All right, so what? Are you guys tone deaf? Can't you hear? No, in fact, we can't. Uh, we do not know that uh, the emergency alert system is is activated and over top of us. So we'll just do the very best we can to keep you apprised of what's going on in the area. Um, the big story in the press box, I mean, you could flip a coin. And you could also, for example, even set that aside and you could use fingers and toes. Where do you pick? You pick Democrats now going after a Supreme Court Justice uh, Clarence Thomas, saying he ought to be he ought to resign, or he ought to be impeached because his wife texted a message to Mark Meadows about the 2020 election. They're trying to do as much damage as they can before they get kicked out of office. Guy, do what you're talking about, what you will be talking, and most importantly, what you should be talking about. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. Uh, Lewis Blessing, the principal at Montford, should be ashamed of himself and he should be out of his job. Parents are convinced he is helping to organize the walkout and facilitate it, and he should be removed from his position. First of all, these young people, they don't even know what they're doing. And I know that sounds remarkably patronizing, but it's true. They don't know. They're being guided into this by a media, social media storm that is based on a 100% lie. The lies of Equality Florida. But Lewis Blessing is supposed to be the leader of the school. And he's an embarrassment. The same thing applies to Lewis Blessing and any other educator out there that applies to Colin Kaepernick. Do you want to be an activist or do you want to be whatever your profession is? And I'm going to challenge all of you in Leon County to, to ring the phone off the hook of Rocky Hanna and Lewis Blessing and demand they stop. Demand that they do their job. Students are supposed to be in classes. And he's helping organize a walkout, allegedly. But this is an embarrassment that this is happening under his watch. But this is what Rocky Hanna has stated. A superintendent of education has stated, well, you know, the principals are kind of autonomous. You know, well, that's because he used to be a principal and he doesn't want to, he, he doesn't want to lead with a heavy hand no that's the job of a superintendent to lay down the policies of education and how things are going to be done that's your job that's what you were elected to see we don't have the the opportunity to elect a principal you're elected to do your job and this is nonsense this is now this is this is a hill to die on this is, this is too far. Do you want to be an educator? And this is the message that Rocky Hanna sends to the principal, and he calls a meeting of the staff at Montford and every other school. He goes around to all the schools. He can do all the schools in a week. Do you want to be an educator or do you want to be an activist? Which is it?
And if you want to be an activist, you, you may leave now. You will be in violation of your contract. If you want to be an educator, you are welcome, but you're not going to be indoctrinating students to your political or philosophical ideals. You're educating based on a curriculum that you're given to teach. Period. End. What about First Amendment? You have no First Amendment rights. There are none in the classroom. There just aren't. You're an employee. You're doing what you're told. Now, if you want to be an activist, you have every right to do that in America. It's a great country. You might even find a few people to follow you on YouTube. Listen to where Disney's going. Disney no longer will be using such gendered language as boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Seriously. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls are gone. They are verboten. Last year, they removed the longtime greeting at Disney World. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, before the Magic Kingdom fireworks show. Right. No more. Good evening, dreamers of all ages. And you know what? If that's, if that's where they had started all the years ago, that had been great. Right. But that isn't what happened. I'm sorry. I want my children and grandchildren to know that they're boys and girls. We're not erasing gender from this culture. Got to fight on that one, friends. Got to fight. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. You mayor of Realville, dispensing information at the speed of sound. And if you're lucky, he'll be wearing his Clark Kent glasses today. The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Yeah, we're going to start pushing away from all the noise and ease on into a discussion in a little bit. going to chat up uh, Sue Semrau. Just retired head basketball coach for the FSU women's basketball program. Sue's a fascinating lady. And uh, we're going to just talk about her, her career and uh, future plans. I just, 
I enjoy visiting with Sue, and this is the first time we've ever had a chance to do something that was not related to the season, where you just kind of keep it in between the lines of the season, the team, the games, and uh, and so forth. So uh, we're we're gonna chat with Sue in a little bit, but um, but first. Thursday on the morning show means it's time to get the twang ready. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. And I, I can't, can't wait to get on the road again. Doing that without holding my nose, again. by the way. All right, we're going to stay in Georgia, Peach State, and... Uh, these are these are trip ideas. Um, you know, we're going to be spanning the fifty states as we do this. It's a book, and I've been sending out links to this book left and right. Yes, you can find it all over the internet. You can buy this thing. It's a great book. It's called Unique America: Strange, Unusual, and Just Plain Fun: A Trip Through America. It's a hardcover book. And it's got 300 and some odd pages of stops across the country. And this first one is in Plains, Georgia, known as the home of Jimmy Carter. That's where Jimmy was born. And uh, to honor the peanut-producing past president, say that three times, (laughs) a mighty peanut stands proud in Jimmy Carter's hometown of Plains, Georgia. Built by Indiana residents James Keeley, Doyle Kiefer, and Loretta Townsend, a 13-foot-tall peanut originally oversaw the 1976 campaign visit to Evanston, Indiana. After the ceremonies, they took the big nut and shipped it off to Plains. The peanut, floating a toothy smile that could come only from Carter's happy kisser, suffered great indignities over time. While it was birthed at the Plains train depot, the peanut was nearly gouged to pieces by nutty souvenir hunters. Yearly, wear and tear also took its toll. Thankfully, the local Davis EZ shop stepped in, filled the peanut's bottom with concrete, anchored it down in front of their store, and so uh, it looks brand new. And so the vandalism has stopped, and it's there in front of Davis EZ shop. It's really a it's a cool photo out because it's literally a giant peanut with a smile. But the world's largest peanut can be found in Ashburn, Georgia. To verify the claim, they might need ruling from judges touted as the world's largest peanut, but this particular specimen measures an underwhelming 10 feet tall. The Jimmy Carter in Plains is 13, but the world's largest peanut is perched on a 15-foot-tall brick column. So maybe the claim ought to be the world's tallest peanut, not necessarily the biggest, because the peanut itself, like I said, is um, is less is is right at 10 feet, huh. smaller than the one in Plains, Georgia. Erected in 1975, the peanut rests on top of a crown that reads. First in peanuts, since Georgia's main crop is peanuts. So there you go. Ashburn is the world's largest processing plant for peanuts in Georgia. Who knew? 
Not all too far from here, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, if you're if you're interested, there you go. There are a couple of stops you can make. Cool. We're going to be covering uh, Georgia we'll, as we get closer to the uh, summer. I'm going to go ahead and give out a bunch of Florida stops. Kind of, kind of prime the pump, give some inspiration yeah, a little bit. Yeah, as you're driving, because people aren't going to be driving far. Just not, at least not likely. So we'll try to uh, we'll try we'll try to keep it budget friendly on the road again. Um, did not get to it in the last segment. Just curious, Education Secretary for the United States, who has turned down an invitation on this program, Miguel Cardona, going to speak with students on Transgender Day of Visibility today in uh, in Orlando. You know. Never mind. We're going to come back. Have a chat with Sue Semrau, former FSU women's basketball coach, next on the morning show with Preston Scott. show with Preston Scott. Keep in mind that we might be interrupted by weather alerts off and on. It is uh, going to be a stormy day. We've got tornado watches through the early part of the afternoon in the entire listening area. And we're talking about all the way through the panhandle into the Big Bend north into Georgia. So wherever you're listening to us on terrestrial radio, you are likely in a tornado watch until early this afternoon. So drive safely, take your time heading to work, getting the kiddies to uh, school, and know whether your school is operating on a normal schedule or not. All righty, it's time. Thursday on the program, set this up a few days ago, put a moment of of, of true horror in Sue Semrau's heart when she thought that she might actually have to come down to the studio, but she joins us via phone. <laughs> Recently retired FSU women's basketball coach, Sue Semrau. Coach, how are you? Oh, Preston, it's so good to talk with you. Uh, I just, been a while. Yeah, it's I as agree. the kids like to say, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. How are you? I'm doing well. I, I, I must say, I would. All right, we're trying to get everything back online. We um, we got hit with uh... Sue. Are you still there by any chance? Sue, are you still there? Now I am here. Yeah. Okay, we got hit with a power. We we got blown up again. It's third time this morning. We got generators running left and right. Everything's going crazy here. Um, I, I was answering your question. I was I was a little taken off guard by your decision to step down as head coach of Florida State women's basketball. So let me ask you: When did the thought first enter your mind that it was time to call it a career? Well, you know, it was um, it was a hard year being away uh, with the COVID situation, and uh, you know my my mom going through cancer treatments and 
you know, a lot of people looked at that and said, oh, you know, it wasn't a, a nice rest. And uh, it, it really didn't ever feel like a rest. It, it felt, uh, you know, that you could never get out and do anything uh, because of COVID. And it was really uh, a big deal in Seattle. And and so I came back and, and I was, I felt like, okay, I'm ready to get back. She's doing great. My mom was uh, just, her numbers have been great. And so come back and what, I, what happened was just trying to reintegrate back into uh, the, the, the new team, the new staff um, was a little bit more difficult than I anticipated. Not in a bad way, just it was more. And so throughout the, uh, the course of the year, we're diving in, we're, having fun we're we're making sure that we're you know recalibrating again and when it all wound down at the end of the year I realized and I had really tried to avoid this but I realized that it had been two days with my parents that I'd spent all year two days at Christmas and it wasn't like they felt comfortable getting on a plane to spend the two weeks down here that that they usually did. And I just, you know, I looked at it and I looked at just how much work uh, it was going to take to to regenerate what we had going and, and then what that would take away from my opportunity to spend, you know, the, the important time with my family. And then knowing that Brooke did such a fantastic job the year I was with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was out. It's like, you know what? It, it is time for someone else to be able to, to take over. And um, very thankfully, uh, they named Brooke uh, the, the successor. And, and I'm, I'm excited about the energy and the, the enthusiasm that she brings to Florida State Women's Basketball. Head coach Sue Semrau, formerly the head coach of the FSU women's program, the accolades, the honors, the awards. Uh, we're going to talk through some of that. We're going to talk about a bunch of other things as well. I'm going to share a little story about Sue here in just a second. More with uh, newly retired FSU women's basketball coach Sue Semrau on the morning show. World, consider him your truth detector. The morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. We've talked for the 20 years I've done this show. So you've been at FSU since what, 1998? Yeah, 97, 98 was my first year, and and it, it's. You were doing something else back then. What was it, Preston? Well, I was, I don't know. I, 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 was it TV? Was it? Was I, I didn't start television until 2000, 2001. So I don't, I don't know if that's where our paths first, first crossed 
or if it was at church or something like I mean I don't know we've we've crossed paths at, yeah. at a church here and there but the story I wanted to tell is Sue is the absolute best I've ever interviewed at the 12 second soundbite <laughs> Sue there is nobody in your league nobody anywhere I've ever interviewed in my life and it, it's so funny because whenever I would do an interview with you, whether it was back in the television days or here on the program, I better have in my head, if I'm doing 10 minutes, I better have about 15 questions <laughs> because you're just going to, you're going to keep it right in between the lines and you are such a good interview, always gracious with your time. But I, I also know that you came to Florida State to kind of change the entire atmosphere of women's basketball. What attracted you to this particular job? Oh, Preston, it was not this particular job, I will tell you. Okay. Um, it was, it was um, at that time, I was at the University of Wisconsin, and we were uh, – top three in the country in attendance. We were top 10 in the country uh, as a program. And, you know, then I get this, this phone call. And, you know, I, I really, I loved where I was. I loved what I was doing. I had just uh, turned down a couple of opportunities out west in California. And, and here's this, you know, at the time, it was a pretty downtrodden program. I, I think that we had uh, won, I don't know, maybe one winning season in 10 years, something like that. And it was just like guys was saying to me, hey, just do the next thing. Answer the next call. Just, and I'm like, whoa. And I was afraid <laughs> not to obey the voice of God. I mean, no kidding, Preston. That is exactly what it was. I and when they offered me the job, now I'm terrified because <laughs> here I am going. You know, I've never lived in this part of the world. I have, you know, I've never taken over a program that was in the ACC. That was. I'm thinking, Kyle's going to sit in this chair. You know, I'm going to sit in this one. Leon Barmore is going to sit in this chair. I'm going to sit in this one. And I'm like, what? No, I'm not doing this. <laughs> and <laughs> so I don't know that it was, it was the place, it was the time, and it was the, the real clear direction that I was getting um, living out my life just as a, as a Christ follower. If, if there was anything beyond God that kept you here what was it uh i i knew once i came um you know then it, then it's a, a responsibility and i think initially it was coach bowden he was the one that that was the final draw for me here uh if, if someone of his his magnitude in the profession could say to me you know i got you you know, I'm going to help you. And we're talking about, what, 14 consecutive top five finishes. And I'm just like, where else can I get this guy to help? <laughs> uh, you know? So, you know, initially it, it was that. And then 
you know, uh, just the, the confirmation uh, when I got here that, that there were great people here. And we had an opportunity to create an environment for student-athletes that could be unparalleled. And so it really was a, it was a journey. It was a joy. It was, uh, it, was, it was everything that I could have wanted in a profession. Sue Semrau, FSU women's basketball coach, just stepped down from the job. We're going to talk some more on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. This is crazy! And iHeart's radio station. Twenty-one minutes after the hour of the morning show with Preston Scott. And I don't know Sue Semrau, my guest. And and I don't know how to put this other than Sue, in high school, I was coaching high school boys, and our our girls' coach was out for some reason. He was illness or something. And I had to coach the girls' team for one game. And I walked away from that forever in awe of of people with the skill set to coach women and females and girls in athletics. It's different. And one of the things that I learned from you, watching you, because you were kind enough to let me sit in and watch a couple of practices over the years, is the method of coaching that you brought to the table was just, I I think, something to behold. Did you evolve into that? Has coaching changed where you just kind of had to move along? Or is that a philosophy of coaching that you've always embraced? <laughs> so I'm giggling inside I, because I think about the difference between coaching boys and girls, and I think that you know, girls love the camaraderie. They, they, they love the the togetherness, the um, and yet they are so mean to each other. If you think about <laughs> yeah. young women, I mean. So, you know, you think you have this, you know, you're having fun and then it's just like, but then somebody says something about somebody else and then there's, and I think guys are more ego driven. Uh, you know, they're just, they're going to go out there and they're going to fight it out on the court and then they leave it there because that's the only place that they feel like that they can really prove themselves. And so anyway, but, but I am a woman, so I, it comes, it comes inherently. So, um, I think the the most important thing was, and I always said that um, you're only going to care what I know if you know how much I care. And so I spent a a lot of time making sure that players knew, and I think the way that they know you care is the time you spend, the questions you ask, um, the, 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 the different things that you go through. And so by the time that you get on the court, something that you say, you, know, you can take it as, as a criticism instead of uh, an assault, uh, if you will. You can take the, uh, you, you've got to have an opportunity to really pour in uh, to the positive things and build the confidence of, of young women too. And so I, I guess it would just be something that 
I've always believed. Uh, I learned a great deal from my mentor up at Wisconsin, Jane Albright. Uh, I thought she did a, a masterful job uh, coaching young women. So, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a it's a fun thing though. Would the Sue Semrau head coach in her first five years at Florida State be able to coach the last five years at Florida State the same way? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, absolutely. I I think the the only difference would be the uh, the development of the sport and of women's basketball and college athletics has brought us to a point where uh, a head coach is now much more a CEO. You, there is no way that that I could, you know, without the staff that I have, be you know effective because. There are so many nuances to the game. The game has developed so much. Uh, the technology of being able to scout uh, all of the, the the different types of uh, offenses, defenses that have developed has been so fun. That tactical piece of it, you can't do it all. And I used to have to spend, I used to get to spend way more of my time on the court or with the players. Um, than I did in my last five. The last five were, you know, you have to hand over uh, certain things and you have to make some decisions. And that's what I learned from Coach Bowden. You know, I, I looked at him and I'm like, at, the, at some point I'm like, okay, he's a head coach and he's got an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator. And I'm like, I sat down with him and I said, hey, can we do this in basketball? Like, because there's so much other stuff we have to do. And he, we talked through it and at that point, I named an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, and a recruiting coordinator uh, of the three assistants on my staff, and, and it's been a, a great recipe for me uh, throughout my career. More with Sue Semrau coming up next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Morning Joe with Preston Scott. They're going to get a... I'm just... Knock, knock. Who's there? On WFLA.
Sue Semrau has established some marks here that, well, I mean, every coach wants the program to keep going on, but there are certain realities. We were talking about head coach Bobby Bowden. I don't know anyone's going to top the 14-year run of top fives, uh, and I don't know that anyone's going to notch more more wins than Sue Semrau as the FSU women's basketball coach, 470 of them. National Coach of the Year, Sweet 16s, Elite Eights, 20-win seasons. A lot of academic honors. And, uh, Coach, if you were to try to circle of all of the things that people are counting tangibly, we'll get to the intangibles here in a second. What do you think best represents your time at Florida State of all of the numbers that are listed on the on the sheet? I would definitely say uh, the, the the consistency in the NCAA tournament. That that was the the goal was to get there when when we got here, and that to me um, puts you in an elite company. We are we're one of eight programs in the country that has been to nine consecutive NCAA tournaments, and. Yeah, I think we've been to 16 of the last 17, and that's not counting the COVID year when when we would have gone. So that's become an expectation, and that's what I'm proud of is that shows that there's a level of consistency that you are on solid, solid ground. What's the best thing about the women's basketball game right now? In general, not at Florida State, but in general, what's the best thing about the game? The explosion of the athleticism, the skills, and the growth of the game, or what? I think more, you know, my nephew is a law student here at Florida State, and he is trying to figure out every nuance, like, why this, why that? And then he'll tell me, you know, I think it would be better if the game itself. And his his take on it is it's getting better because of the parity that that different teams, um, you know, you look at the men's tournament this year and St. Peter's story and all of that and and how exciting all of those runs are. That that's what makes it so fun, you know, for not only the the audience but the student athletes. There's always hope to, you know, there, you you have just enough, you know, to go and upset somebody or be upset. Now, when we get to the final four. You've got the, the blue bloods on the men's side, and you've got the, the highly supported teams on the women's side in the Final Four. You know, you, you like to – but as people, as fans, we always want to root for the underdog in a lot of ways. And I think that's happening in women's basketball. What is the worst thing right now that needs to really be carefully watched about the women's game? Mm. Ah. Can I throw an idea at you? Is yes, it, is, is it the danger that we're facing? And, and I'm going to say this from the perspective of, of an aunt that co-authored Title IX. I'm worried about the future of women's athletics because of the transgender issue. Mm. I, no, that doesn't bother me because I don't think there's – I think the one – you know, there's – there's one person right now who is being highlighted and talked about over and over and over. I don't think this is something that's going to happen all over the place. I don't, I just think maybe it's 
it's blown out of proportion a little bit. I don't think that's the worst. I think um, I think what's probably going to hinder the game the most is if this uh, name image likeness situation continues to develop. If uh, then it's going to, or if athletes are going to ultimately get paid, then there's not enough money to put to sport that are not men's basketball and football. And so that could be just a tail off of all the other sports. FSU women's basketball coach, icon. That's right. We can say that word now that she's retired. I can say legend. I can say icon. Sue Semrau, one more segment on the morning show with Preston Scott. Guy, do what you're talking about. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. One minutes after the hour, final segment. Kind enough to take some time with us. Just retired head coach Sue Semrau, FSU women's basketball. Do you still find it weird to hear that word around your names? Retired? Yes, I was laughing when you said it. The inside, I was like, "What does that word mean?" <laughs> <laughs> like tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to really dig down and see what that what that word really means. Well, I know you well enough to know. I don't think it really applies. I think what it means is you're no longer <laughs> the head coach at FSU women's basketball program. Uh, you're gonna be a fan, but um, I don't see you as a personality type that ever is going to stop. <laughs> well, I do have some other things that I would love to try to do to help. Uh, really all of our athletes that leave FSU. Like I, I, I feel like I've been a little limited in, um, Hey, okay, great four years. I'm going to stay in touch. Anything you need, call me, but I'd like to really be able to help launch them into the careers uh, that they're choosing. And so I, I'm excited about that. I'm looking forward to that. Nikki Kamu is in town after graduating from Florida State, she's at FAMU getting her MBA and is turned down professional basketball to be uh, an entrepreneur. And she's doing amazing things. And so, but who's going to take a chance on her? You know, nobody knows, you know, her besides a basketball player. And so really things like that, I, I get really excited about spending time with them trying to help launch them. Okay, when was the last movie you've seen, and what was it? Oof, gosh, I I don't. You know what? I did go see a movie, and I don't remember what it was. But I, I, it was it was here in town. Kind of the status of Hollywood was, these days. I don't even know what it yes, was. That impactful. Exactly. It was that impactful. Yeah. No, I I can't even remember. Are you going to go to FSU yeah. women's basketball games when you're in town? Um, not initially. Uh, I, I want to watch, I will watch every one of them. Um, just because I, I love Brooke. I love the team. I love, um, FSU, but I want it to be Brooke's program. I want it to be about Brooke. I don't want people to compare. I don't want people to ask me how I feel about it. Um, I, 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 I'll go to other events for sure. Um, but I do, think it's important that if I'm going to stay in town, I stay away <laughs> so that 
that Brooke can develop her identity uh, in what we need at Florida State right now. I asked Coach Bowden. I've asked Coach Martin. I'm going to ask you. Are you going to be able to watch a game of basketball involving Florida State and be a fan? Or are you going (laughs) to always be a coach? I'll be a fan of Brooke. I don't, I don't want to, that's the one that I think I, I, I'm really looking forward to, to that. Last year I was a coach watching from my parents' couch and that was really hard. I did not, that was oof, just so nervous and just so can't do anything. And, you know, I'm not there every day at practice. And I think that's the difference in, in coaching and being a fan is that you don't know what coaches are are handling during practice. You don't know how hard the kids are working during practice. So if it's like, well, put this person back in the game, you have no idea why they are in the game or not in the game at that moment. It's, it's not as much, uh, you can't just win. You can't just put someone in to try to win instead of um, building a character of, of young young people. Uh, there's lessons to be learned. And so and I'll, I'll be a fan. I will definitely be a fan. Coach, it's I might been... coach other people's teams. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's been a delight uh, knowing you all these years and, and being friends. And uh, I know our friendship remains and we'll stay in touch. But uh, you have a place here anytime you want to come chat it up. And we thank you for all you've done for Florida State. Thanks so much. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Preston, and thank you, Tallahassee. All righty, be well. Coach Sue Semrau with us this morning on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Got an email here from uh, Mark who writes... Why is everyone believing what Will Smith did at the Oscars was real? It was clearly staged fake slap. Smith was laughing just before he got up. Chris Rock leans forward in preparation. Smith's hand went below Rock's face, never made contact. Rock was not even phased by it. It's very obvious in slow motion. Did you know that Pfizer just came out with a drug for Smith's wife? Hair condition was the sponsor of the Oscars. It was all stage fake setup promotion bring attention to Pfizer's new drug Smith and Rock please expose them I I just totally disagree uh, Pfizer's doing advertising right now to try to regain some level of trust because people don't trust Pfizer it, it's it <laughs> I don't agree with your analysis Mark but I do appreciate your writing you can always write me Preston at iHeartRadio.com what do you think of Sue she is a thoughtful lady uh, loves Jesus. And I admire her for being able to step back and say, yeah, it's time. My family's at a point in life that I, uh, I want to I spend time with family and friends, and I want to I help people in other ways. I was just reflecting on how, gosh, the Florida State Athletics program just looks so different. You know, I, I know Coach Bowden was retired for a while, but... Coach Bowden passing away, Mike Martin Sr. stepping, stepping away, yep. Sue Semrau stepping away. 
Uh, Mark Krikorian just Mark leaving. Krikorian uh, deciding to not return. It's like, good grief. All of these names that have built up the athletics program for decades, countless years of of and with a national and with a national profile like yeah national championships across the board and national championship contention every single year and no scandals right it's just it's it's hard to believe that you know the program just looks so different from when i was a kid how i remember it yeah yeah i as you can as you can tell i have great regard for for coach semrau and uh, how she conducted herself as the head coach, getting those kids involved in the community, you know, those are the intangibles, the things that you don't see, but that they were just out doing and, and making a difference in the communities, in the school and in all of the schools rather. And it's just, I, you know, I take heart in knowing that Brooke learned from Sue. Brooke Wyckoff was an All-American and played for Coach Sue Semrau, and then came back as an assistant coach, and now the lead assistant, now the head coach. And I'm sure we'll have Brooke on the program. I've known Brooke since she came back to FSU. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting times, no doubt, to uh, to navigate. Tomorrow we got quite a show. Brought to you by Barino Heating and Air. It's the Morning Show 180 on WFLA. But that's tomorrow. You'll have to wait for that. Today, look back at the program in 180 seconds or less. House Democrats calling for Clarence Thomas to resign or be impeached because his wife sent a text to Donald Trump's chief of staff while he was in office saying, you need to look into the 2020 election. I I didn't know that the opinions of a spouse or a family member now are grounds for resignation from the Supreme Court or impeachment. Here is the takeaway. Democrats are going to do as much damage as they possibly can to this nation before the midterm elections. They are the Clintons leaving the White House. They're taking the crystal salt and pepper shakers, leaving nasty notes on bathroom walls and stealing the toilet paper. That's what Democrats are doing to this country. Great visit with Sue Semrau. Great visit with Steve Stewart. Check it out on the podcast page. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.